Do you sometimes feel like you're floundering in your business or personal life? That you don't quite know where you're going? Trust your heart. Trust the spirit. Live a spirit-led life. Create a spirit-led business. That's the title of a practical guide by Marnie Pearson Coons, a Christian mom of six, based on her 30 years of in-home experience. These podcasts from Marnie will give you insight into trusting your heart, trusting the spirit to give you direction not only in your business, but in your entire life. Check out Marnie's Spirit-Led Life podcast, book, and free masterclass at TrustYourHeartSeries.com. Welcome back to the Spirit-Led Life podcast. Today we're going to talk about vision. The Spirit can speak to us in visuals. It can give us a vision of who we are. And vision is a broad term, really. You could think, okay, it's a vision is like a dream or a waking dream or a picture in your head or maybe you have a vision board and you've put on there pictures that represent all your goals. Vision could just be an understanding of where you're headed or who you are. But I have found that the Spirit tries to give us clarity when we tune into it. It gives us more and more clarity about who we are, why we're here, the message we're supposed to be conveying in the world, what we're supposed to show up as, who we are to be. We're going to wrap all that up in the term vision today. So for you, vision could look different than the way it looks to me. But there is a verse in Proverbs, Proverbs 29, 18, where he says, where there is no vision, the people perish. So we need vision. We need that even if it's just an understanding or a concept and doesn't have a vivid picture. Because some people don't think in pictures, other people do. But this concept of where you're heading, who you are. In the Spirit-Led Business book, I have a section on pivot points. And a pivot point is kind of this broad idea of who you are, what you're here to do, what your main focus is. If you think of a bird, you know, a bird is here to fly, right? A bird knows. It has a vision of what it is. It knows it's it's going to fly, most of them. I guess there are some birds, like chickens, don't do a lot of flying. But for the most part, most birds, they're going to fly. Or maybe they're songbirds and they sing. You know, they know. All, everything in nature knows what it's showing up as. A sunflower, for example, isn't confused about what it is. It blossoms. It becomes this big, beautiful flower that follows the sun. But we as humans, we don't have that level of clarity about who we are and what we're here to do or be. We get muddied up. And I am convinced that most of the problems that we see in the world today are because people have an unclear vision of their identity, of who they are. And they're out there trying to figure out who they are. And they try on different things. And they label themselves in different ways to get some sense of identity, some sense of distilling who they are down to some identity. Unfortunately, most people pick an identity that's just the fad of the day or the 
you know, oh, this segment of people over here have chosen that identity and I want to belong in that segment, so I'm going to give myself that label because I think that's who I am. And the spirit doesn't work that way. The spirit is not going to take you and make you fit into some man-made label. The spirit knows you're unique and that you have a unique expression to show up in the world. And yet you have this sense of belonging, and the greater belonging that you have is that you are a child of God. You are part of his family. You are a member of the family of God. Whether you believe in God or not, you are part of the family of God. You are his creation. You are his child. You are begotten. Ecclesiastes talks about when our bodies die, the body goes back to the ground, and the spirit goes back to God who gave it. Our spirits came from God. So we are begotten of the Father in spirit. We're not the only begotten. Christ was the only begotten in the flesh, but we are still the children of God. This vision shows up in different ways, and I've probably spent the quest of my lifetime is to really understand this vision of who I am. You know, I, I'm big into personality theory. That helps me kind of figure out certain characteristics. We've talked about how the DISC test helped me earlier in my life. But I'm also seeking from God who he says I am. And I follow that bliss inside of me. That bliss inside of me knows who I am. There is a joy in being fully connected to who God created you to be, and you're allowing God to express himself through you. There's a passage in John where he talks about being part of the vine, John 15, and Jesus says he's the true vine, and his father is the husbandman, and every branch of the vine that doesn't bear fruit is taken away and is purged. But then he says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you, except you abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. So he's using this vine analogy of he is this true vine. He's the source of all light, truth, wisdom, life. And as long as we're connected to the vine, we're going to produce fruit. But if we get disconnected from the vine, we're not going to produce fruit. You can use this analogy even in your own life. There are certain things that God placed you here to do and be, this expression of God in the world that you are. And when there are certain activities in your life that are not in alignment with that, they're not in your highest good, they're not in alignment with the divine self of who you are, they're not connected to the vine. So they're just these branches that are dangling out here that are getting no nutrients. They're not being supported by the divinity and the divine expression of your life. And so it will tend to fall off over time. These things that don't last in your life, you know, they may be come and go. You do these things and then you realize, I didn't really enjoy that or 
that was just for, you know, I needed to earn a living at this certain phase of my life, so I did that. But it, it loses its luster over time because it's not part of the vine. It's not part of this divine expression of you in the world. So, I mean, there's been things that I've done throughout my life in my work and in business that, you know, I did them for a while. I learned some things from them, but they're not who I am. They're not a core thing that's expressing me in the world. And in the book, I talk about pivot points. And pivot points are these summaries of where your values are, what your divine expression is. The divine expression of who you are is something that came with you. I call it your soul's song. It's that song you came here to sing. And it tends to show up whether you realize it or not. For example, one of the major themes that I know is an expression of my soul song is hope. Anyone who reads one of my books will find out that I don't write tragedies. I can't do tragedies because I believe intrinsically in hope. And that that Christ expression that's coming through me is one of hope. Christ's message is one of hope. It cannot not come through me. If I'm talking to someone upset, I want to give them hope. If you read one of my books, you're going to find a hopeful message in it. If I'm going through something difficult, I will get online and I will post messages of hope because I have found that when I give other people hope, I have hope. So this hope theme is coming through in who I am. Another even more prominent one is freedom. Freedom comes through in everything I'm doing. So my pivot point my overarching expression is fostering freedom. Anything that fosters freedom, I'm noticing expanding into even love and hope. Anything that fosters freedom, love, and hope tends to be where I'm going to put my energy. If it doesn't, if it's like the antithesis of that, then I'm just going to stay clear of that. That is a dead branch for me. That is something that is not connected to the divine expression of who I am. If somebody wants me to promote something that is degrading or negative, I'm going to run from that. That just doesn't appeal to me. And I'm even starting to notice as I zone in on these pivot points of freedom, love, and hope that the way I express my views about freedom are changing. My pivot point that I talk about in the book was just fostering freedom. And since I've written the book, I've noticed these other elements need to go into it with love and hope. Because you can express a message of freedom in a very contentious, argumentative, self-righteous way. If I remember that I'm also an expression of love and hope, then that transforms the way I convey my message of freedom. So you'll notice that how I express my views about freedom two years ago or even a year ago are completely different than the way I do now because I'm starting to, as I've followed the Spirit and fine-tuned what the Spirit is telling me to be, the Spirit is telling me you need to really pursue the development of the capacity to love that is already inside of you Let's let's focus on that a while. Let's focus on the hope and the love and let's put them up here with this message so that you have this trio that gives a balance to your pivot point. In my Spirit-Led Life Masterclass that is free, you can get it at ignitepoint.com 
That course includes information on discovering your pivot point, your mission statement. It's, it's not something I can really dive deep into in this podcast, but I would recommend that you do that. Study a little bit more on this concept because you want to be connected to the true vine, Jesus Christ, yes, and also the vine, his vine that is in you. You have a vine running through you and your life that is connected to him, connected back to the Father, that is designed to bring you joy. If you read John 15, you'll see a summary statement in here about why he's telling you to be connected to the vine. It's in verse 11. He says, These things I have spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. If you want to have true joy, you stay connected to the vine, Jesus Christ, and to the vine of divinity that is within you, this expression. Because an orange tree becomes an orange, a grape becomes a grape, a muscadine becomes a muscadine, a blueberry becomes a blueberry. This connection of the expression of who you are, all of these things are filled, no matter what fruit it is that's bearing, is an expression of Jesus Christ, of the light of Christ, the Father, into the world. And you have an expression that is running through you as well. And so the Spirit can help you gain a vision of that, an understanding of who you are, so that when you show up, you do so from this place of joy. So just like Joseph Campbell talks about in his statement that I referenced a couple times, I have it in the book. This is what Joseph Campbell said in an interview. Follow your bliss. If you do follow your bliss, you put yourself on a kind of track that has been there all the while waiting for you. And the life you ought to be living is the one you are living. When you can see that, you begin to meet people who are in the field of your bliss and they open the doors to you. I say follow your bliss and don't be afraid. And doors will open where you didn't know they were going to be. If you follow your bliss, doors will open for you that wouldn't have opened for anyone else. The bliss is the vine. It's that divine thread, that divine flow of nourishment and support that is going into you, and it produces fruit. So the things that you excel at naturally that bring you joy, the things that you just love to do that are positive expression in the world, those are indicators of this divine pivot point that I reference in the book or this vine of divinity that is flowing through you that is going to help you bear fruit. And anything that's not bearing fruit, Christ talks about is cut away. And there's lots of meanings to this metaphor, of course, but I'm talking in terms of this soul song that is within you and who you're here to be. The Spirit wants you to identify that. It wants you to be that. Sure, you can go through your whole life and not identify it and still be it. You don't have to know what it is. It's just for me, it helps me. And here's why it helps me. If I know that my main pivot point is fostering freedom, love, and hope, then that helps me not waste my time on things that aren't fostering freedom, love, and hope. I mean, there's lots of things I could choose to do. I could create websites for shoe stores. I could create a database for a soft drink company. 
I could do all kinds of things, but they do not intrinsically relate to freedom, love, and hope. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. It may not be the highest, best use of your life and your energy and your time and your focus, especially if you're in a state where you need to make money. A lot of times people go to, hey, I just got to make money. I'll just do this thing that I really don't want to do, but I can make money at it. And that's fine short term if you've got to get some money coming in. But to create a life around something that makes you miserable is just going to make you show up in a more irritable, unhappy way. And God created you that you might have joy. Just like he says in John 15, all of this stuff being connected to the vine brings you joy. He's trying to help you create a fullness of joy, his joy to flow through you. And so if you're off doing some other thing just because you're following the money or because you feel like you have to do that, that your opportunities are not available in another area, I would really recommend you find ways to integrate things that do bring you joy in. Yes, you may have to go work a nine-to-five job that's not your favorite thing to do right now, but at least when you're not at that job or even while you're in it, try to integrate things that you know bring you joy. And if you will do that, the bliss will grow. Doors will start to open, like Campbell talks about. Things that wouldn't open for other people. Things that you never saw coming will happen as you just start to follow that bliss, even in a small way. Even if it's an hour or sometime in the evening you pursue an interest. Or if you stop to help someone at work with a personal problem and you're able to use some of these things that do bring you bliss. Integrate those things into your life and as you do, you will open your life up to more and more bliss until you are on this path of who you are and who you want to be. We're seeing this in the world right now, a mass shift of people moving into what brings them joy. And ironically, it came out of the pandemic. Everything got shut down. People minimized. They had to stay home. They didn't go to work. They're working online or maybe they're not employed at all. And they start to realize, you know, I really don't like that job that I've been working in. Hmm, Does mom really need to go back to work? She's really enjoying being home with the kids. She's kind of into this homeschool thing that she's doing. How much does she make going to work? And is it worth paying the babysitter? And hmm, what if we cut out this extra thing? What if we don't eat out as much? Or what if we don't go as many places and, and we give this time to for mom to stay home with the kids? Hmm. So there's all these people that are what they call in uh, the academic world and in Inc. Magazine, this great resignation. These people resigning from the corporate world. And they're like, oh, all the corporate world needs to scramble and do better and treat their employees better. Yes, that's true. But there's something bigger happening here. And it's a reinvention. People are reinventing themselves. They had enough time and space to step back and say, what makes me happy? What brings me joy? What would help me follow my bliss? And the secret is they got quiet for a while. The world got quiet for them just for a while, for them to step back, get off the rat wheel, and realize, hmm, I'm really not happy doing what I'm doing. I remember years ago when I was very much a workaholic and I was praying about, I wasn't happy, I was just doing, 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 doing. 
And very clearly the Spirit told me, if you want to get off the rat wheel, be still. Be still. Stop spinning the thing around. For many people during the pandemic, they were still. They were still long enough to realize, huh, I've been on a rat wheel. I want something different. Some people sold their city houses and moved to the country. I have a friend in California who moved to North Carolina and bought a house in the mountains. I have another friend in California who moved to Tennessee. People are simplifying. They're realizing they don't need to pay millions of dollars for houses. They can come to the South and pay, you know, 100000 200000 for the same thing and then live simpler and not have to work so hard. People are going out of the country. This is something my husband Dave did actually three years before all of the world got on board with it. He was an innovator, a pioneer in that. He sold his house in Seattle and bought a house here in Georgia right before we got married. This is something that Dave and I are passionate about, this reinvention, this connecting to your soul song, following your bliss, simplifying your life, getting back to nature. Uh, We've just opened a new website that we're really excited about that sort of encapsulates all this stuff we do, you know, because there's some people who want to start businesses. Some people just want to farm. Some people want to take an easier job and have more time to spend in creativity. The website is called OurGreatReinvention.com, and we offer a free 20-minute consult on there. If you want to reinvent your life and really follow your bliss, let's talk. It's a really exciting time to live because you've got a chance here to reinvent yourself and do what brings you joy. Y'all take care, and God bless. Check out Marnie's Spirit-Led Life podcast, book, and free masterclass at trustyourheartseries.com.